Hello and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English uh, language Korean podcast. You say it like that, it sounds like we're doing something for the English language market, for uh, Koreans to, Korean football fans to learn about football terminology and sick as a parrot, gov, etc. Et they can, they, they can learn things like, ooh, it's a corner, <laughs> they can learn uh, offsides, referee, some, some, some slang slurs for referees. And, and lots of F words and C words. And lots of F words and C words if Paul forgets to cut them out. <laughs> okay, but well, welcome to Four Aces of Football, everyone's favourite podcast about the Key League in English. Is that better, Paul? Yep. Fantastic. Okay, the. Uh, we'll make a host of you yet. <laughs> we'll <go>, yes. Or <laughs> make something of me anyway. Then to music there uh, was Staying Alive. Uh, the reason why is because Paul is still holding on. To his dream that FC Seoul's title hopes are staying alive. Um, FC Seoul have to win their next five games and hope John Book lose their last five games to win the title. But last week it was six and six. and Last week it was seven, yeah? Uh, last week it was Seoul had to win seven and John Book had to lose six. And we're three games into that and it's all still still on. So So it's now it's five and four? St- st- five and five now. It's, oh, it's five and five. I went from seven to six to five to five. <laughs> How did that happen? Okay. Sol had that game in hand, oh, okay, which yeah. you probably don't remember because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the game in hand. Listen to last week's podcast because we did part of it live from the ground. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't remember the game in hand, but I do remember the Scott in the bush. <laughs> that's what um, she said. That's come out the wrong way. For anyone listening, it doesn't mean that at all. Yeah. But yeah, so Paul, you made that bold prediction at the beginning of the season in podcast number one that said the team that finished third was going to win the league. That was FC Seoul. So, Paul, you still think there's a chance? It's still mathematically possible. And as long as it is, I'll still be here every week bigging it up. <laughs> Beating it to death, yeah. yeah. Flogging the horse is dead. Trying to find an appropriate bit of intro music. Okay, so the running order for tonight looks like it's going to be uh, beginning with reviews of the Keighley Challenge and the Classic games from the weekend. We'll take you through the final standings of the Classic. Uh, who's in the top six? Who's in the bottom six? Who's playing the games that matter? Who's playing the games that don't? We'll then talk a little bit about the upcoming national team games against Kuwait and Jamaica. And then we will preview uh, the challenge games for the midweek and the upcoming challenge games this weekend as well, yeah? And you've just nailed that at take three. I just nailed that at take three. Which <laughs> um, is amazing. It took me three takes to say the running order. How long will it take me to finish the podcast? Okay, so first up, we're going to do a, a review of the of the challenge games from, from the weekend. The games were on Saturday and on Sunday. Um, I guess the first thing to note is the top five all won, so as you were in the standings. Yep, so no one, there was no real movers or shakers at the weekend. Everyone, everyone in top five won. I guess it means some of the also runs have lost ground. Yeah, especially, especially Anyang by the looks of it, yeah. Yep. So I guess they start at the top and work their way down. I found it quite ironic that in the first, in the first weekend that Ex-podcast podcast host Stevie is away, uh, so we land involved in a seven-goal thriller. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure they kept all those goals just for him, yeah? I can't quite remember how he predicted this last week, but I think he thought Elan were going to lose. He, he did, yeah. He, he said... That one nil or something. One nil or something, yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, it finished Anyang three, Elan four. 
the big news was a hat trick for Tarabai. That's probably goals one, two, and three of the season for him. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like several points. It was one nil Anyang, one each, two one Eland, two each, three two Eland, three each, and then Eland with a last minute goal to make it four three. Right to the death. That's usually what last minute means. This really is an English language podcast. There was an idiom for you guys. Last minute, you can also use at the death. See? Who needs Diva Jessica? <laughs> yeah, it was. We can Diva Mark. <laughs> we can teach you football. Football English, eh? Okay, next game on the list uh, was 5th place versus 6th place. Buchon v Goyang. Uh, that was uh, looked like an absolute epic with uh, Buchon getting their winner. 1-0 in the 90th minute. I bet there's a whole lot of uh, Kasekis and Shebells being, <laughs> being screamed at <laughs> during that game. Oh, Buchan fans, you're so nice. Uh, next up, we had Gyeongnam were the host for Daegu. Uh, took the lead in 15 minutes. And then Daegu's Brazilian duo of Jonathan and Idar uh, scored three goals. So Daegu won that one three one. You would have noticed that we've just been uh, interviewed for another podcast, and we spent about a good five minutes slanging off all the Brazilians and saying how useless they are. And they've all scored. <laughs> they almost every single one in Korea scored, except Tapa, right? And Parana. You said Jabba and Parana, yeah. And and obviously, oh, oh, obviously Almir. <laughs> obviously Almir. <laughs> Almir, watch. He didn't score again, guys. Um, because he's not got a Brazilian sounding name. He's <laughs> not. He's got like a Turkish kebab shop owner's name. <laughs> As you know. I've been in enough kebab shops, not kebab shop owners. I haven't been in any kebab shop owners. Or their daughters. Or their daughters. <laughs> anyway, two games to go. Uh, Suwon, we're playing the police. Paul, how did this one go? Suwon took the lead shortly after half time. Police. Brought it back to one all midway through the second half, and then another late winner to give the win to Suwon. Lots of late goals around this week, weren't there? Yeah, a lot of late goals. It's quite interesting that after the police lost like, 13 of their, of their players, I think it was last week, uh, they yeah they lose their first game back. And the final game was Gangwon. They'd lost the two before that as well, so yeah, so can't really can't really see that's getting anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> really, can we? <laughs> I just. I should check things first, <laughs> maybe before I speak. Uh, and yeah, the final game in the challenge uh, the weekend was uh, on Sunday, which was my birthday, by the way, for anyone who didn't send me a birthday card. Did, did you not get loads of congratulatory tweets on the uh, the, the podcast? Yeah, I, I, amazingly, I didn't get a single tweet on, on either of the Twitter accounts, you pieces of shit that you are. <laughs> like, all I got was a really bad hangover this morning. And a kebab stuck to my sofa. Did you enjoy the second half of... <laughs> I, I should say that me and Mark met up yesterday evening to watch him. Mark graciously invited me to go and watch Celtic versus Hamilton Academical in the Scottish Premier League. And we had a beer or two during the first half. And then Mark left me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I invited Steve, I invited Paul all the way not Stevie that's further from Bangkok I invited Paul all the way over from uh, Mangwon all the way to um, 81 and then after 50 minutes got up and left <laughs> what a friend 
Um, <laughs> Lucky you'd invited someone else to keep me company. I did, yes, yeah, yeah luckily. Who presumably be a new, a new listener for this week. Yep, uh, apologies to our own Gary for leaving you with Paul. <laughs> Especially wearing that shirt. <laughs> anyway, my final game was uh, Gang 1 versus uh, home to Sangju. Obviously Sangju have lost half their team as well, so they obviously got gubbed in that game. So Sangju won that one 2-0, two goals by Kim Do-Yup. So as Paul said, the top five teams won. So have a quick look at the league. We have Daegu in first on 58. Sangju second on 55, Suwon third on 54, uh, Soeland fourth on 52, and Buchon uh, fifth on 47. Think Buchon can still make the playoff, or do you think it's a little bit too much for them now? Uh, I don't think Eland are going to mess up enough to make to, for them to, for Buchon to make up the five-point gap. So I think they have to look at the the seven-point gap to Suwon. Yeah, and Suwon have been fairly consistent throughout the season, so I'm not optimistic for Puchon's chances. Yeah, I really can't see them now. I think, um, I think as you said, they were probably hoping that their best bet would be that Sangju would have a complete collapse, which they did, losing four in a row. Uh, but if Sangju get back on winning ways, then I think you're looking at saying Puchon probably are not going to get in the playoff spot. I think we discussed what Stevie mentioned last week that most of Seoul Elan's remaining games are at home so they've got probably a distinct advantage on other teams so yeah I, I guess the 7 point gap to Suwon or the 8 point gap to Sangju is what Putin have to be looking at making up and I think they'll miss it by probably 3 points You mean they have a distinct advantage playing in an empty massive stadium as opposed to going away from home and playing in an empty massive stadium uh, yes. I guess they, they do have the Swedish hot dog stand. <laughs> or it kind of keep them going. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think Eland are probably back on track again. Uh, I don't uh, think so. Brian Irvin makes a difference. He obviously. does, yeah. Of course he does, yeah. Um, so I think Eland are probably not going to slip up. <clears throat> Seven points on Suwon is probably too much. Okay, so that's the, that's the challenge. Uh, reviewed, summed up. Wrapped up. Now we move on to the league that counts. The league that counts, national league. <laughs> I just before we do start on the classic, I noticed that Sol Martyrs lost their penultimate game, so they've now got one game left, still on minus three points. The question of the week is: Will they make it to zero points by the end of the season? Uh, you have to say no. <laughs> so they could be the only team in the history of to the finish. world to finish on minus three points. Minus three points. It's incredible, it's incredible. So matters. That's why we love you. Okay, so that's the challenge uh, reviewed. I guess now it's time to move on, as you said, probably the league that matters, the league that counts, the big one, the the Key League Classic. Uh, it was a few, uh, it, was a, it was a big uh, weekend actually. It was the last week before the split. And there was three teams still vying for a place in the, in the top six. John Am, Jeju and Inchon. Did one of them make it? Uh, one of them made it, yes, one of them made it in the top six. Not the one that anyone thought, but one of them did make it, yeah. Uh, like a while ago, like, we talked about how it looked as if Jeju had blown their chances, as if they, had, they, they were going to finish the season in the bottom six, which would have been a massive uh, shock. I mean, Ulsan being in the bottom six is huge, Yep. but I think Ulsan and Jeju would have been really big. Um, so, Paul, what happened? Did they make it? Did they... 
So, Jeju had what on paper was the toughest match, right? Yep. Uh, they were playing the league leaders, Chumbuk at home. So I guess they had they had the home match, whereas the other two teams were away, but they were playing the league leaders. Uh, they stormed into a 2-0 lead in the first 15 or 20 minutes, right? Yep, first 15 minutes, yeah. First 15, 15 minutes. Same guy scored both goals. And then Igono, just back from the Middle East in July, hasn't made much of an impact so far, but he scored both goals for Chumbuk to bring them back to 2 all. And of course... I was sitting in the stands at, at Sangam going, fuck, 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 they've equalised. Our chance of winning the title are gone. And then at the death, Ricardo Lopez, much maligned by us in the last few weeks, pops up and scores <laughs> a winner. So Cheju won 3-2. Um, kept, put them in the top six and kept FC Seoul's uh, title chances alive as well, yeah? Yep. I mean, huge, huge result. I don't think anyone... Really saw saw Jeju beating John Book. They've been so erratic uh, this season. I, and I, I think I mean I, I think I wrote my blog that, that this was going to be like you know like, like their worst season in a long time. They're a really boring team as well at times. But as I've said before, that when they do click, they're one of the best teams in the league to actually watch play. They play some of the best football when they play. Unfortunately, it's not very often. But I mean, if you look at the league table. Uh, I think I mentioned this to, you, this to you yesterday. The top four teams have all lost seven games each. Seoul in fifth have lost nine games this season, and Cheju in sixth have lost thirteen. So they're quite a way behind everyone else. Um, but as you said, they're they're erratic. So yeah, I mean, they, in previous years, like Jeju have been like the the so they've been two. Uh, Jeju have been like the Italians, you know, of the Korean league. They've kind of been boring, but they've been they've been steady. They're not really conceding a lot of goals, not doing anything flashy, but just enough to kind of win games. Like the odd one now, like a couple of nothing draws and stuff. This season, they've been winning games like five four, four three, uh, losing games like four one. Yeah. Um, they've been all over the place. They they did change their manager, uh, I guess, in the close season. From the guy with the grey hair to the guy with the orange hair. <laughs> um, maybe the same guy, actually. Uh, but yeah, they've been, they've been pretty poor, but when it's mattered, they've done it. Like the, last, the last two games they've won. Um, so you've got the third best attack and the, the second worst defence. Yeah, I mean, so. they've scored an, an amazing 51 goals, but they only have a plus one goal difference. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's... That's incredible. 13 wins, 13 losses. So, yeah, erratic's the word, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, them winning didn't guarantee that they would make the top six. Scores had to go in their favour in the other matches as well. Uh, Incheon, who were occupying top six, were, were away to Songnam, a ground that they, they don't really seem to favour, to be honest. They, don't, they, they haven't beaten us at home for a long time. I bet if I do the head-to-head, it was probably just last season, but I'm fairly certain it's been a long time. Um, and yeah, I was at that game. You're going to do the head-to-head. I will do it. You keep talking about the game. <laughs> so I was at that game, um, and it was one of those frustrating Songnam games, which is probably pretty much most. But they kind of... They, they had most of the play uh, in the first half. They should have been 2-0 up at half-time. But 
had an absolute um, like just just kept snatching at chances. Um, the second half, they came out, and what was kind of most surprising was Inchon didn't look like they wanted to win the game. Inchon were really happy to just defend. They didn't look like they were actually really caring about 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 winning. Uh, so they played like a 5-4-1, but it was a really strict 5-4-1. So every time Sonam had the ball, they just ran back into these two lines of like 5-4 and the left Kevin up front. They gave nothing in the game. Uh, Sonam kept going at them and going at them. And eventually, who else but Wang Yijou popped up uh, 10 minutes to go, or just less than 10 minutes to go. Uh, picked the ball up in the box, swiveled in the box and cracked a fantastic strike uh, to the far corner beyond beyond the keeper. It should be said that was a substitute keeper. Mm. They actually had to take the keeper off uh, during the game, uh, during the, the second half. He cracked his knee somehow, I have no idea what happened. Uh, but it, was fu- it wasn't funny, but he stood up after the, so he was getting treatment yeah. and he stood up to kind of like see if he could, if he could twist. And he did one twist as if he was going to save a ball and Do the twist. basically and, and fell over yeah. and got back up again and tried it again and fell over again. And then he was just like, I want to go off. <laughs> so I have no idea what he did. I have no idea how his knee was It was a mess. But there was a good like, six minutes, I think it was, of uh, injury time. Once Wangy Joe scored, Inchon suddenly started pouring forward, trying to, trying to get an equaliser because they realised at that point that they were dropping out of the top six. Mm. I guess their their game plan, I guess their idea was they thought John Wick would not lose to Jeju and that Seoul would probably beat John Am. So in the position of power? In the position of power, they decided to draw uh, instead of go for a victory, yeah? So just checking the head-to-head, uh, there were two draws in 2014 and then in two, uh, only looking at games in Songnam, right? There were mm. two nil-nil draws. And then in 2000 and March 2013, Incheon 3, Songnam 1. 2012, Incheon 2, Songnam 1. So the record's not that bad. It's not that bad, but... It's just your, your memory is that bad. My memory is that bad, yeah. But, yeah. But they haven't won there. They didn't win there last season, I think. I think um, Songnam won or didn't lose to Incheon last season. I know this because uh, Tom posted something saying that they were the best team in Gyeonggi because they had beaten, I don't know why Incheon's in Gyeonggi, but anyway, they had, they had failed to lose to both Suwon and, and Incheon last season. Uh, but apparently that's the, their biggest rivals, not, not FC Seoul for some reason. Because you're all from Gyeonggi yeah, though, I guess. Yeah, I didn't realise Incheon was in Gyeonggi though, but I guess it is. Yeah. Isn't it a special city? Yeah. Like, of itself. Yeah, but uh, like, Suwon Su- uh, Su- and Songnam are in Gyeonggi though. Yeah. I guess Incheon is just like a shithole. So actually, I guess when when Songnam scored against Incheon, it was let's check what minute that was in. It was the eighty-second minute. Eighty-second minute. So at that at that stage, two each. It was two each down in Cheju, so they were still going into the top six, and it was but only when it was only when Jeju equalised. It was only when, when Jeju only when Jeju went three-two up. Sorry. Yeah. In the eighty-eighth minute, so. But bear in mind, there was six minutes of, of added time because of the injury of the, of the goalkeeper. So oh, even so though there was only two minutes so left, there was actually ten minutes left. So I know I know two plus six doesn't make ten, but you know what I mean. No, was, so, so what you're saying is that Hwang Joe's 82nd minute goal and Ricardo Lopez's 88th minute goal would have been virtually simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. 
okay. So there was like pretty much like ten minutes of play left, uh, or just less than ten minutes of play. Uh, and it, they, and the, the thing was that was the the management team knew that John Brick had scored because it came Jeju. up on my the Jeju had scored because it came up on my Twitter. They, not that they knew, but on my Twitter I saw, it, and at the same point you could see panic. And the Incheon manager the Incheon manager going, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a manager like, Kaylee killed your set of scores. Um, but you can see, at the exact same time as I read it and turned to my friend and went, oh, Jedi have scored. You saw that the, 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 there was panic in the, in, the, in, the, in the dugout. So they obviously got an update from someone who was at the game or from someone who was watching or whatever. But, but told as them. we said, Jeju raced into a 2-0 lead. So at that point, were Incheon looking... Go. No. That's what that's what was so surprising. In the first half, even though they knew that Jeju were two 0 up, they didn't try and win it. So I suppose at that stage they thought they were going through on a, a goal difference of one, a uh, goal difference of two, right? Well, they were drawn at that point, yeah. So both teams would have been on forty six, but Incheon had a slightly better goal difference. Yeah, and plus I, I honestly believe they thought Jumbo could pull it back, which they did. Which they did. So then they must have really relaxed and thought, well, Jumbo yeah. are not going to throw it away, but they did. They did. So, okay. there you go. So the other game involving uh, a potential top sixer, Paul, was the game that, that you were at. Yep. Ex-Pat Day. Yep. Otherwise known as... Foreigner's Day. I've got some feeling that that score is not the same score I saw yesterday, but anyway, okay. Um, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. It was the game I. It was the score I told you yesterday when you asked me if the, if the score was something different. Yeah, I was sure it was two one. You must have left. No, you, you didn't even leave at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a habit of leaving at halftime. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> She's never said that. Um, okay, both talk us through it. Blow by blow, fist by fist, expat by expat, GI with a hot dog by GI with a hot dog. So, yeah, I mean. The first half was absolutely dire. Seoul, from your point of view? From my point of view, yeah. <laughs> Seoul were misplacing their passes, not bothering with their tackles. They, they looked like, well, it looked like the game we were not at. Not bothering with their tackles. <laughs> so they were just like hanging out their jock straps? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, got free kicks, they were slamming into the wall, or, I mean, it was, it was really terrible. It's kind of like the game we were at in Cheju a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. You know, you know how bad they were then, right? So, no. Yes, I do remember the game. I'm like someone who fell asleep at it. Dreaming about Stan Collymore. <laughs> I need to get that Vine video uploaded. So yeah, um, Chon Nam took the took the lead. Um, I'd like to say it was against the run of play, but it wasn't. They completely dominated the first half. Scored after about thirty minutes. Uh, well taken goal. Uh, Actually, it was a nice through pass which the Chonnam striker took on, shot it at our goalie who basically dropped it back in, palmed it back into his path for him to slam in the rebound. Who was your goalkeeper on Saturday? Yu Sang Hoon. Ah, again? Yeah, he had another rash moment where he, he dashed out 30 yards up the pitch to try and clear it and tapped it straight to a Chonnam guy who... Fail. What he should have done is just try and bang it, try and lob it straight back into the net. But he didn't. He passed it out wide to someone else, who then took a shot. So gave the goalie a bit of a chance to get back. back. But still makes me nervous. Um, 
So went one in went in at half time, one nil down. Trey is not famed for his half time team talks, but <laughs> he's, he's not famed for much, is he? Really? He's famed for being hated on this podcast. Yes. And now that Stevie's not here, there's nobody to defend him. <laughs> but anyway, Sol came out for the second half slightly better. And much maligned set piece taker Molina banged in a corner after 55 minutes, straight onto Osmar's head. Uh, went into there for a one one all for the equaliser. Uh, at that point, Che took off our useless striker number 18, brought on Yunju Te, who is served his football education in Germany and who looks actually decent, but who I heard is not physically fit enough to ever play 90 minutes, so God knows what he's doing as a pro footballer. But he came on, scored with a header for 2-1, and at that point you think, well, job done, so I'm not going to throw it away from here. With five minutes to go, uh, the Chunnan manager brought on uh, Stevo Ristici, and that seemed to distract the Seoul defence because when the Chunnam guys played a, a ball through, everyone was looking at what Steve was going to do, which meant the other guy was able to run on and score a goal. Uh, that was with 86 minutes on the clock, so he thought, crap, title dream's over, thrown it away. But Adriano came through for us, got the winner at 88 minutes. Uh, looked like a bit of a miskick, but he directed it well, away from the goalie into the opposite corner, so... A couple of other things to notice, Takahagi got a booking after 13 minutes for a terrible tackle, so again I was afraid he wasn't going to make 90 minutes. Same as against uh, Suwa, I mean he didn't get booked against Suwa, no he did get booked against Suwa, he did, didn't, didn't he? He looks as if he's a bit of a crazy, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he looks at what he lacks in skill he makes up in mentalness, <laughs> a fashion expression but you know what I mean, yeah? The other good thing was to see the Chunnam third substitute was Cheo Jin. Uh, Ex-Sol right back, displaced by Chowdhury, but despite being far superior, and he came al- he came on, and Chonnam immediately looked better. So good to see him running about. He he, he came on for the Andrelima, yeah. Yeah, which is a bit of an odd one because he's a right back, and Lima's a right winger, I think. They were two in down at two one down at the time, so. So we have two games left to, to uh, review. Yep, not preview. Yep, I got it right that time as I paused there. We actually have three games. Um, obviously, the game that no one gives a shit about was Dejan Ulsan. And it, it generated a score <laughs> worthy of not caring about. Nil but it's nil. nothing else. Should we move on to the next match? I think we I think we spent probably five minutes talking about a match that we said was unimportant and irrelevant. I think five minutes in reality, but probably 50 seconds in the podcast time, because that's all we can salvage from what we said. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, nothing is that finished, made no impact on the table or anyone's life. Um, also, we had uh, another game involving a top a top six team, which was uh, Pohang versus Busan. I guess Pohang are the team that both me and Paul are looking at, uh, hoping hoping to have a, a bit of a, a bit of an implosion or a bit of a Liverpool moment, I think to call it. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, the two probably the two top players. Uh, Ko Yao and Kim Sung-bae uh, got goals, beat Pusan to nil. Not unexpected, to be honest. As long as we both beat them in the, the post-split, we'll be fine, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, and I think it depends on where those games are, whether they're home or away. I, I mean, it depends on when the pictures are, are done. But yeah, I mean, I think if we both beat Pohang, then they, I guess the idea, probably the, the best... The, for, for, for me and Paul anyway the best that we can hope for 
is that FC Soul win the um, the FA Cup and that Songnam finish third or fourth behind FC Soul and third. Um, so that yeah, th th those would be the teams. I think as we discussed before, the nightmare scenario would be Incheon winning the FA Cup. It's quite funny. I, I was with uh, my friend Joe yesterday, and I said, "Can you imagine Incheon in in the um, ACL? <laughs> That'd be an embarrassment." And I forgot he didn't really understand what I was talking about. And <laughs> <laughs> said, well, "Why?" He's obviously not listened to the podcast enough. But it would be. I mean, I think Incheon in the in, in the ACL would just be like I, I, I would just leave Korea and go back to Scotland. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Pohang beating Busan, not unexpected, keeps them, keeps them in third spot, two points ahead of both Songnam and Seoul. And uh, the final game was everyone's favourite uh, team in blue, Suwon, uh, were away to Guangzhou. Um, that one finished with a, a Santos hat-trick. Clearly a dodgy penalty after eight minutes. Of course, even from here I could see it was dodgy. <laughs> um, they, Santos has been really poor this season. They, he was top goal scorer last season. He was he, probably one of the best players. He spent a lot of time on the bench this season, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, he seems to be, I think he's been. I, I presume he started here if he was scoring after eight minutes, but. You, you, would, you, you would gather so, yeah. But I mean, I don't want to say hopefully he's, he's going to get back on the, on, on the score sheet because obviously I don't want to want to win anything. Yeah, but, um, two of his last five games are against us. So. <laughs> against us, yeah, so obviously I don't want him back on the score sheet. But it is good to, to, to kind of see him, uh, against, I guess, back amongst the goals again. Uh, having been last season's... Hopefully he's got it out of his system now. Hopefully. <coughs> but having been last season's top player, it's kind of been quite quite sad to watch him be absolutely shit this season. Um, and when Gallo is a better player than you, mm. that's when you know you've got a problem, do you know what I mean? But he seems to... I think since they sold uh, Chong Tse, he seems to be getting more game time. And I think that's getting him... Back on, you know, they obviously give them more chances. Uh, Guangzhou got two again, again for a team that's just come up. Uh, they they do a fairly good job of scoring goals. Scored that cracker against FC Seoul last Monday. Yep, that was a good goal. It was a cracking goal. We yeah. should, probably should review that game actually, shouldn't we? Yeah, we probably should have done. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a bit late to review it now. Because according to according to last week's podcast, it finished two one, right? Because I think our last update was just after Seoul had taken the lead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Guangzhou got a couple of goals. Uh, they're obviously safe. They're not going to end up in a playoff spot. They're not going to uh, go down. They're going to be here next season. Um, much to the annoyance of probably everyone that doesn't like them. Mm. Uh, I think it solely had like three fans. Maybe four. Plus Stevie, who was in the wrong end. Plus Stevie was in the wrong end. Just for completeness' sake, I guess we should say that that Seoul Guangzhou game. The one, the one game last <coughs> last weekend. Finished three one. Three one. Uh, can't remember that much about it. Remember less than you remember. Guangzhou took the lead with a well taken goal. Pak Jiong equalised, making his comeback. He lasted. He scored after thirty minutes and went off after thirty five or something like that. Five, yeah. Out for the rest of the season. Yep. After being out for six weeks up till then. Uh, who scored the other two goals for Seoul? Um, Soul players. Uh, I, I have no Osmar idea. got one, right? Osmar got one. That I do remember. And Kim That was the game in hand from a month ago, six weeks ago. From the Super Dream concert. Yeah. Or something. So 
Yeah, needed to win it. They did win it. Yep, keep the title hopes alive. Yeah, now so should we, should, we, <laughs> should we run through the table? Yep, yeah, it's the final standings. So, 33 games played. Uh, time we split the league for a completely pointless reason. Uh, it doesn't work in Scotland, doesn't work in Austria, doesn't work in Korea. But I guess it's better than, than the playoff idea that they had um, five years ago. Yep. Um, I mean, they have to do something, I guess, in Korea, but I'm not sure the split works. Although I, although I do take, uh, I do argue with the Japanese guys I've been seeing on Twitter a lot who think the Japanese league is really exciting. The Japanese split system's worse, is it not? Uh, it's a playoff system. They, they, they split the league in two. So you play one half of the season, and then that winner is the, is the winner of the first half. And then they start back at zero again in the second half. And the winner of that is, is the second winner, and then the two winners play each other, which to me is just ridiculous. <laughs> that's, my, that's my two cents in the Japanese league. So, mm. I, I, I think that's a crazy idea. But at the moment, we're, we're doing you play each team three times, and then you play the top half one Once, for, the, for yeah. the fourth time for a 38 game season. Would you rather see a 44 play each other four times? The thing is, that I don't think you can. They'd be Korean weather. Mm. I actually don't think you can play 44 games uh, in, a, in, in your top league season. Yeah, you'd be looking at the same as the challenge. You'd have like two games a week. You throw in international games. You throw in uh, World ACLs Cups, and, yeah. ACLs, and Most, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's just impossible. They, they have to cut the number of games. So they either do that by cutting the number of teams to the, a top, like a top ten. No, I don't know. In you're losing two teams, but you don't want to see either. Actually, you want to add more. I think it was better when you had 16 teams playing each other twice. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. Um, I mean, they have no choice. that They can't play. They can't have 12 teams playing each other uh, four times. There's just no time to do it. I mean, it's bad enough as it is. Mm. I mean, if anything happens at all, and the league is like, like last year with the World Cup, mm. uh, when they played into December yeah I mean it was freezing like, like midweek games like standing you know I mean sitting in a stadium absolutely Baltic you know what I mean like freezing your freezing your nuts off watching your team draw nothing each with like Daegu or someone do you know what I mean <laughs> completely pointless because the thing is that if, if you have the split system and you're still playing in the freezing cold of December then if your team's in the bottom league you're just watching Dross like, yeah. and I think I was at Tanchon watching Songnam v. Youngnam. Youngnam. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, like two ridiculously at that point, Songnam were horrendous last season. They two really, really poor teams, really poor game, a thousand people there, freezing cold. Uh, doesn't work. So I think um, the split system is the only way they can do it if you don't either have a 16 team, a 16 team league or a 10 team league. So I think it's the only way they can do it, yeah. But I don't think it's a... It doesn't, it's never really worked in, in, in Scotland. It's not a perfect system. Mm. Um, it didn't work in, in Austria, which is where Scotland copied it from. Um, so I'm, I'm not a big fan of the split. But let's run through the teams anyway. It is what it is. So. It is what it is. Uh, so we have obviously sitting in first. Obviously, it's still John Book, even though they lost uh, to, to Jeju. That was only one game in three points and not eight. Um, second, second is Suwon, who have won two in the bounce now, uh, and have pulled himself to within eight points. 
So with five games left, uh, eight points between Suwon and Jongbuk, is it possible, Paul? Can we see an upset? It's possible, but I think it's unlikely. Yeah, I think it's unlikely. So, I mean, Suwon would basically have to win at least four, if not all five, of their remaining games. Yeah. And we we consider the fact that they are playing. They have one super match left. They have one game against Jongbuk, which I'm certain is away. I'm sure it's away, because I'm, I'm, I'm 100% certain it's away. Uh, I think they're, they're definitely away at, at Tanchon. And the, the record at, at, at those stadiums is not great. And that would take a huge, monumental um, challenge to, to overcome John Book, I think. Yeah. I think there's probably more chance of Pohang overcoming John Book, to be honest. Well, they're the form team of the last five rounds, yeah. aren't they? I mean, John Book, uh, sorry, Pohang are sitting third in, on 56 points. Um, they're, they've won their, their, their last four games. They have a goal difference of plus 15 as well, which is kind of pretty, pretty good. Uh, fourth spot is Songnam. Uh, we've won three in a row now, including that great victory over FCSO a couple of weeks ago that Paul's forgotten already. Amazingly, he forgot the game, but not the fact that I owe money from the, from the Poja Matcha afterwards. <laughs> it's amazing how you did that, Paul. Um, they're on 54 points with a plus eight goal difference. We have Seoul. And fifth on 54 points with a plus seven goal difference. Um, and then the final team in the top six is Jeju, who made it by the skin of their teeth. Uh, they're there 46 points with a plus one goal difference. So, I mean, Jeju's games are irrelevant, you, you, you would imagine. But still... They're the, basically the San Marino of the, of the top split, right? Yes. Well, probably probably better than San Marino, someone like Faroe Islands who may take the odd point here or there, but are generally. Thing is that they're not going to lose much at home, to be honest. And anyone who has to go to Jeju, that's a potentially tough game, yeah. It's the, the massive time difference, though. Yeah, it's it's a fight, it's a jet lag. The jet lag's a killer. Um, but I mean, I think it, I think it's the it's the soldier that they put in the oranges. <laughs> the half-time oranges. The half-time oranges. Everyone comes out pissed. The, the, I think I mentioned briefly earlier that the top four teams have all lost seven. And it's just the fact that when, when you look at the draw column, Chumbuk have drawn five, Suwon have drawn nine, Puang have drawn 11, and Songnam have drawn 12. And that's where the big points differential comes about. Yeah. So you can assume over the, the next five rounds as well, the losses may be roughly similar. But I think Chumbuk will wins, win the games they don't lose, whereas other teams will have a draw or two thrown in. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So they'll not make up the, the point differential. I mean, Sonam's problem is they, they just don't win enough games. Well, they don't score enough goals, do they? Yeah, they don't score enough goals. I mean, sitting, they've got a pretty mean defence. I've only lost 29 goals, but they've only scored 37. Yeah. Like, that's not a kick in the arse better than, than Dejan, uh, if that expression made any sense. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's Sonam's problem. Sonam's problem is like they just they just don't score enough. And... Um, I really fear that they are going to end up fifth. They're not going to end up sixth, obviously. Uh, they're not going to lose uh, eight points to, to um, Jeju, but they could end up fifth. I think we talked about this recently. I'm not sure if it was on the podcast or just personally, that you thought Hangi Jo might may leave come the end of the season, mm. get snapped up by Seoul or Songnam or Suwon. 
And if that happens, then surely Song Nam will be back down the bottom next year. The, the thing is that he's 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 not getting um, he's he, he's not getting the, the recognition from the uh, national team manager. Uh, he I mean he's he started he started to get picked now, yeah. but you get the feeling that he probably thinks uh, he would get picked more regularly if he was playing for a Seoul or a Suwon. Um, to not, be honest, not I think for a Seoul because there are no Seoul players in the in the national. Well, team. yeah, I guess yeah. But I mean, you would imagine from. From a Suwon point of view, yeah. Uh, if you have like the young kid coming through, Quan Quan Changhun, you have that young Ki Hyun throwing in like, those fantastic cross balls. They could probably do it with a Wangy Joe, you know what I mean, type of player on the end of it. Um, I, I see he's been nominated for Young Player of the Year, Wangy Joe, along with Quan Changhun and. Yeah, I mean he's, he's still Kim, only twenty one. Jae Song, Lee Jae Song, the Chumbuk guy. Lee uh, Jae Song, Lee Jae Song, and a another. You know that. I mean, he's he's only twenty one. He is a young guy. Whether he can actually turn his raw, I mean, he's still a raw talent. I mean, the thing is, I've watched this guy for two years. I mean, I watched him as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not as a kid. <laughs> I didn't watch him either. <laughs> okay. But uh, do you want me to delete that bit just in case it's incriminating? Well, just in case his father's listening. Um, but I mean, I've seen him grow as a player. Um, I think it would be daft. I think it would be stupid of him to leave Songnam. Now, I think he should stay for another season. If, like uh, Kim Hak Bum has got him, had, like knows how how to play him. Yeah. My concern would be that if he went somewhere else, I think he would end up like his his career was stalled. Definitely, if he moves overseas, that would be completely and utterly pointless for him. Okay, so that brings us on. Then I guess we'll have a quick look at the at the bottom six, uh, the teams that didn't make it, uh, the teams whose season is now completely over. Um, well, apart from those that are in the FA Cup, of which there's two, so that was a bit pointless to say that. But anyway, <laughs> can sum each team's season up within within one sentence, I guess. Shite. Incheon. That was one word. Incheon started poorly, looked like they were going to make it, and then bottled it. Bottled it in the last match. Yep, bottled it. Chonam started strongly and faded as we predicted they would. Yep. Uh, the foreigners are good, but the rest of the team's not. I think it's uh, good night, Byungji. I think he's cost him a few points. Well, he didn't even play yesterday. No, he, no, he was on the bench yesterday, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Osan, summer season up in one sentence. Surprising. Surprising and pathetic. Uh, how on earth are in the bottom six? And not even... I mean, not even the bottom six. They're ninth. Yeah, and, uh, I mean... Although they've not lost in the last five rounds, but... Too little, too late, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, they didn't even come. They didn't even put a challenge into the top six. Really strange. They really strange how that just how, how poor they've been. Their challenge ended in well, they beat Seoul in round one. And their challenge ended in round then three. They, then they beat Puang in Puang in round two, and then the last. Yeah, and then it was. Been done from that. I mean, they've only won nine games all season. The new manager. Was there a new manager this year? Didn't they? Yes. And they, their fans must have been so optimistic after beating Seoul and Puang in the first two rounds, who who were supposed to be two of the big challengers and who have proven to be so, yeah. sort of. But yeah, yeah, it's just really disappointing, surprising. Um, good for us, though. Good for us, of course. Yeah. Um, next tenth, Guangzhou. Sum up in one sentence. Uh, guess kept them kept himself alive, survived. See you next year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, good, good to see them making a f- 
de- they made a decent fist of it, haven't they? Yeah. Given some teams some problems, so. Yeah, I mean, scored a, I mean, a fair amount of goals, lost a fair amount of goals, but yeah, they've been they've been a they've been a good addition, I think, this season. I, I, th- I think we've seen over the last couple of years that the, the K League's in, in danger of becoming a Yo-Yo League, isn't it? Where Sangju and Tejon sort of go up and down each year, yeah. interchanging while everyone else stays the same. So it's good so to see Guangzhou stay up. It's good to see they've see, stayed up, even if they're not perhaps the most attractive team there. But I think a lot of that is their horrendous shirts. Yeah, that is awful. Uh, Pusan, I guess I can I could sum it up in one season. Goodbye, don't come back. Yep. I, I really have no interest and no time for. For, for, for Pusan. Um, I'm sorry for any Pusan listeners. Uh, I, I just think you have this massive stadium, no fans, uh, no one has, has, has any interest. And it's not that Pusan's not a sporting town, because you know, like, you have the baseball team that, that everyone is fanatical about. Uh, how on earth they cannot get fans in that stadium, I have no idea. Um, the, if, they, if they do get relegated, the only thing I'll miss is it's always a good weekend away for the Diablos. Yeah. I, th- I think that's one thing anyone will miss, but uh, but I, I guess we can always do it for Ulsan away. So yeah. go to Pusan, have a weekend on the beach, and then nip up to Ulsan for the game. So I, mean, I just think they've they've this season particularly, uh, but also last season as well. They've given nothing to the K League. They they're, they're, they're a poor team. And then finally, Dejon, twelfth place, two victories, two wins out of thirty-three. Why? <laughs> it's like it's you, <laughs> you 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 actually get the feeling. If they go down, they should be banned from being from from coming back up. They should not be allowed to come back up. But they pretty much well, they almost walked the challenge last year, didn't they? They did until the last eight, ten games. Until well, yeah, I think they they realised they pretty much got it won and they took their foot off the yeah. pedal. But so the teams that are going to come on next year, potentially, uh, almost I think probably certainly Dago. Because I think if Dago don't win the league, you think they'd win their playoff spot. I think whoever, whatever challenge team, no, maybe not whatever challenge team, but I think if either Dago, Sangju, or Eland. or Eland play Pusan, they'll beat them. If Suwon play Pusan, it's up for, it's up up for grabs. Up for grabs, yeah. But you think any of those teams will make a decent fist of staying in the? I think Eland would. I really do. I, th- I think if, I think if Elan get any of the classic, they won't get back out again. They yeah, won't get relegated. They'll, they'll splash a bit of cash. Yeah, and yeah they'll spend money. But Tegu, I mean Sangju were there last year and they got relegated. So, I mean Tegu. I, I mean my memories of Tegu have been really cold winter evenings in Tanchon, watching them uh, play horrendous to shit. Um, I mean they seem to have got the right. Together a little bit this season again, like Dejon, decent Brazilians. They have, a, they have a couple of decent Brazilians in their team, but I think um, if, if they come up, I don't see them putting much of a challenge uh, against the, the 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 existing classic teams. I don't think Eland will challenge them either, but I think, as you said, Eland will spend money, uh, and I think Eland would stay up. And I really do think if Eland play. Play Pusan, um, <laughs> almost. almost. Uh, if Eland play play Pusan in the in the playoff, they'll beat them. I've seen Pusan a couple of times this season, and they they really are a woeful team, and probably deserve a season in the challenge. 
again, they've only got five wins themselves, haven't they? So. Yeah. Okay. So that's a rundown of the of the uh, the final standings, uh, but the split. Obviously, will all the attention now will return to the top six uh, to see who can who can finish second, who can finish third, and take those 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 ACL spots, and to see if 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 anyone can topple John Book. Unlikely. I, but I guess with Chumbuk being eight, eight points ahead and then Suwon being four points ahead of third, it's fairly likely that those two will probably stay where yeah. they are. So it's, it's the point of interest is Puang, Songnam and Seoul for third place. Yeah. And that final ACL spot. Yep. Which um, Seoul snatched in the 90th minute last season. of last season from Puang. From Puang. So at Jeju. At Jeju, yes. So it's all set up for a repeat. So set for repeat. I hope it will be Songnam snatching it somewhere. But yeah, having said that, based on my experience last year, or or this year in the ACL, finishing third in the K League is a poison chalice because you get to play Ch- Chinese champions, the second team in Japan, plus the Australian Australian, Australian well, champions, didn't we? Plus the team that finishes third has to do the playoff. Yeah. Granted, it was Hanoi TNT. So the playoff is very winnable, but you, it's the the teams you have in your group, which is the Chinese champions, the second team in Japan. But I mean, I mean, winning the cup isn't much better either. You get, I mean, like Songnam won the cup and got the top team in Japan. I mean, t- to be honest, obviously from my point of view, uh, I want to see Seoul win the FA Cup, so I can go to that game and pretend I'm a Seoul fan again. Uh, and I want to see Songnam finish third or fourth. You're going uh, to support the FA Cup winners two two years running. Two years running. Yeah, well, I love the FA Cup. I support the FA Cup. <laughs> um, I would love it to be, probably I would love an away day, but I don't think it's possible. I think I've so beat Osan that it's almost certainly at Seoul World Cup Stadium. Is that correct? Seoul World Cup Stadium against Incheon or away, away at John Nam. Oh, it's away at John Nam. I've never beaten John Nam, so yeah, maybe maybe I'm quite fancy Seoul beat John Nam. A good away day, get the bus down. Okay, so I guess now it's time to briefly look at the upcoming national team games. So there are two games in this international period. <laughs> there are. Yep. Uh, my girlfriend, for my birthday, my girlfriend uh, uh, got me tickets for one of them. Jamaica? No, she did it herself. I mean, Jamaica or Kuwait. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jamaica. I thought you said you did it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> So yeah, so there's two games. One is a friendly, uh, one is a World Cup qualifier. So the, yeah, <laughs> it's a World Cup qualifier. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming Jamaica is not the World Cup qualifier, Paul. Not yet, but it might be in about two years' time in the con- the continental playoff. Okay, yeah, I was thinking that Jamaica was that there was going to be like an earthquake or some Plato slides and Jamaica was going to slide into Asia. No, I was going more rationally than that. Okay. So, yeah, we've got Kuwait, away game in Kuwait this Thursday. Yep, we do. That's the World Cup qualifier, away in Kuwait. Uh, it's a 5pm kickoff in Kuwait, I believe. I think I think that's... I, I did try and check on the FIFA website and I think it's a 4.55 maybe. 4.55, which, 5pm. Which I think is about 11pm here. Okay. But... Don't sue me if I'm wrong. Uh, we'll try not to. Um, so that's going to be a tough game. <laughs> I guess it's the toughest game in, in the group, given Myanmar, Laos and Lebanon. I think Kuwait are probably better than all three of those teams. So. Given that three podcasts ago we said that Lebanon was going to be the toughest game? 
you know, say Kuwait better than Lebanon. I mean, they played, I could be wrong here, I believe they played Kuwait in the Asian Cup. Yes. Uh, in the first group game, and I believe they beat them 1-0. Indeed. So, Kuwait is a harder team than Lebanon. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, I guess we tried to find some um, Kuwait Bint song. For those of you who listened, there was a song called El Binto, El Binto, which meant Lebanese Bints. El Binto Lebanyani. No, sorry, El Binto Lebanyani. Not El Binto, El Binto. Uh, unfortunately, there are no such uh, El Binto Kuwaito songs, so I guess Kuwait doesn't have any Bints. We could get out of the El Binto Le- Lebanyani, because presumably Lebanon is still playing somewhere. Yeah, because you play one again. That might, I think that may be a good idea for the outro. Uh, so yeah, I, I, mean, I, I would definitely say that the Kuwait game is a harder game. Um, it's probably, as you said, the probably the toughest game. Um, so, given that Song Hyung Min is injured and cannot play, given that um, the guy whose name I can never remember, but Blue Dragon, um, Lee Chung Young, Lee Chung Young, uh, is injured and cannot play. There you go, 5.55 in Q8. 5.55 in Q8, so that's even later. Okay. It's now 5.40 in Q8, so... It will be... Midnight kick-off. It'll be midnight kick-off. Well, five, 5 to midnight. Yeesh. Q8, Paul, prediction? Not a gambling prediction for you to put bets on, by the way, just for anyone who thinks it is. Uh, I think it'll be a draw. One, nil-nil, one-all. Yeah, I would have to agree. What, what do you think of the squad? I think the squad's pretty good. There's, it's mostly Korean players, a couple of Brazilians. <laughs> no, nobody caught your eye, none of the new caps caught your eye? Not many. Nope. <laughs> I think maybe just that one guy. Wait, which guy was that? Uh, Kim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rudder Lee. Do you, want, do you want me to find out the squad for you? I have no idea the squad. Hwangy Joe was in it. I know Hwangy Joe's in it, but that's the problem. So that's the only one I know that's in it. Wangie Joe's in the squad. Um, uh, but obviously, yeah, I mean, the kids in the squad, yeah? There's two one kids in the squad? Just looking at the KFA, KFA website, there's two headlines that catch my eye. Shatilika says, the Q8, the Q8 match is a six-pointer. Wow, well, he thinks it's the biggest game as well, huh? Another headline that catches your eye is... Doing a, a retirement ceremony for Sol Kihyun at the Jamaica match. I will not attend that match now. Just purely in protest. You could go to barrack him. Um, why would you want to retire that? Well, you want to retire that guy, but why would you want to give a celebration match for? It's a bit guy? late. When, when was the last time he actually played? Uh, last season he was still playing for Inchon. The man who brought colour to the to the K League, black and blue. And not because he was playing for Inchon, but not because he was a fucking bruiser. He was, he was like, he wasn't a footballer. Him and that other idiot with the elbow, what was his name? Played for Inchon. Inchon Su. Inchon Su. Okay, so the squad, the, the main, I guess the main talking points uh, is probably the inclusion of the Jongbuk goalkeeper. Um, no, the, surely the re-inclusion of the Suwon goalie. Well, Jong's always going to get included in the squad, but they're getting played, yeah? I thought, um, was it last time not some random... Yonsei goalie, or yeah, it was uh, it was the Chumbuk goalie, the so it was Sungyu from Ulsan, Sunte from Chumbuk, and then some 
you said he was some Songnam reserve goalie who was playing for a university. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. But suddenly you've got Chong Songnam back in. Well, I guess the Sarazo goalkeeper still injured, yeah? Yeah, but what happened to your Songnam guy? Uh, he's actually playing for the Olympic team or something this, this uh, Yeah, this maybe, month. yeah. Against Australia. I remember saying that. So is this like uh, Jong Sung Rong has made, Jong's made 64 appearances and, and considered 64 goals? Yep. <laughs> what a legend. A goal a game. <laughs> he's made 64 appearances and considered 64 goals. As opposed to Sung who's made 16 appearances and considered 12 goals. And but that's still better than like a goal a game ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, doesn't that sum up how bad Jung actually is? He's terrible. It's a goal a game ratio. Jeez. He's tall. <sighs> that's that's he's, he's not a goalkeeper. I'm more of a goalkeeper than him. Okay, so Jung's back in the squad. Um, let's have a look, quick run through any other K League players that have made it. Um, Kim <clears throat> Kim Kiwi uh, from John Book. It's back in again. Um, that's pretty much it. everyone else is from either China from, from or Chang'un from Song Suwon. Yep, so yeah, a defence. I'm talking about defence. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Chang'un, yep, kept his place. Um, Wang Yi Zhou kept his place. Uh, Yi Jae Sung from John Book has come in or kept his place. It's interesting that the three players we just mentioned are all. Contenders for Young Player of the Year. Yeah, and they're all kids, yeah, they're all yeah. like 20 year olds, like 20, 21 year olds, uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, obviously, meaning that they probably won't get a game. Quan uh, might get a game, to be honest. But you've got to imagine he probably won't. I guess they'll play, I guess they're more likely to get a game against Jamaica. Yeah, they'll, they'll get game time in the friendly, but they won't play them in the, uh, against Kuwait. I think I guess that the big talking point is that Ji Dong Wan coming yeah. back in the team, like literally the worst Korean I ever signed in football manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, only signed for shirt sales. <laughs> like, um, really unsure why this guy's getting a game. They, he made that ridiculous move from Sunderland to Borussia Dortmund. That was actually just a scam. And then he moved to uh, Augsburg. Um, I really don't rate the guy at all. Don't understand how he's got a game. So th this season in the Germans in the German league for Augsburg, he's played five times with no goals. Well, he's actually never scored. He hasn't scored in two years. Um, well, uh, in, well, well, that's only eighteen appearances. So yeah, that, he's only made eighteen appearances in two years. Um, he did. That, there was that whole Borussia Dortmund thing that was really, really weird. Yeah. Because he didn't actually sign for Dortmund, but he did. So he signed for Dortmund, um, never played, and then was loaned out or signed to Augsburg. Yeah. It was a really strange, really, really strange. Um, so he was with Augsburg at, at the time, but I think it was on loan to Sunderland or something. Or he was, no, he was with Augsburg at the time. His contract ran out. He signed for Dortmund. And three months later, he re-signed for Augsburg. Um, very very strange very strange situation it was really odd wasn't it I'm assuming he's not going to strike fear into the Kuwaiti defence you know every time we slag someone off they go out and score a hat-trick yeah I know I know. like Santos or Tarabayo uh, I guess that the other striker in the team 
uh, is Scott Killington. The, the tattooed guy that plays in Portugal. Yeah, the guy who's got that world-class um, cracker in the um, Champions League, I believe. It wasn't Champions League, but maybe Europe, Europe, Europa League, yeah. Europa Cup, Europa League. Um, so again, I mean, like, a, a decent enough, a decent enough um, squad. Key Sung Young was in the squad, which I find very strange because I thought Key was injured. He played yesterday for Swansea. Oh, so is he just benched then? Um, a, couple of, a couple of games ago, he didn't play for Swansea. It was a big thing. He didn't. It was all uh, over Twitter. I don't know. Okay, I, th- I thought it was I don't injured. Pay that much attention to Swansea, to be honest. Um, but. I mean, a decent team, a team that probably should have enough about them. Maybe he beat um, Q8, but again, I'm sure if Stevie was here, he would be spitting spitting bullets at the t- at, at, at the screen right now. A um, couple of players seem to be. Uh, if you play outside of Korea, you get automatically picked. Okay, so that's the uh, that's your national team games uh, previewed, uh, discussed, and uh, joked about. I don't, I don't think we actually got around to making a prediction for the for the second game. Jamaica? Well, obviously I didn't, otherwise we'd have the, pr- the prediction already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kuwait, we said a draw, Jamaica, I don't know, 14 spluffs and, <laughs> and a bottle of rum. Uh, I literally have no idea. I've never seen Jamaica play. Uh, all I know is that John Fashinia knocked back the chance to play for Jamaica and instead went on Gladiators. Awooga! <laughs> for those of you who watched Gladiators as a kid. Um, um, uh, yeah. I, are you going to go to this game? Well, obviously um, not, because your girlfriend's bought tickets. Because yeah. he, he made her. <laughs> because I made her, yeah. Yeah, I'll be at the game. Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, unless it's 50,000 won a ticket. I mean... It'll be 20, I guess. Or 20 or 30. Then that could be my birthday present from you, Paul. Um, your girlfriend's already got your ticket, so why would you need me to get you another one? Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to sit next to her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll probably go, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Personally, I mean, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Stevie doing the 48 Club. I've set my own personal challenge for this lifetime to watch every single FIFA nation live once. So Jamaica's a, a, na- a nation I've not yet seen, so I am planning to go. Okay. I think it'll be country number 43, 44 out of 200 odd. So quite a way to go yet, but... Quite a bit. So at some point in time, the, f- the podcast name might change to 200 and odd shades of football. If we're still going then, then... Just to compliment Paul's, um, compliment Paul's uh, achievements and his prowess. Just for any of our listeners who perhaps may be thinking of going to the game, it's going to be in Seoul World Cup Stadium. You can get tickets in advance from any branch of Hannah Bank. Just walk in and go up to the regular counter and say Chukupyo. So that's, if you want to go, that's what you do. Uh, so World Cup Stadium, kick-off time, Paul? Presumably 8 o'clock, but I haven't checked. OK. Uh, if you're there, if you see uh, two guys losing their hair, not just because of the game, just in general, uh, drinking from a black GS25 bag, it's probably me and Paul. Mm, I thought we were getting massive Afro wigs this week. Well, my history on this podcast of doing things like that uh, is probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but yeah, we'll probably be there in and around, I guess, 
N, behind the goal, your usual spot. My girlfriend brought t- bought two Afro wigs for this game. Jamaica? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kuwait? <laughs> El Pinto de Bani? <laughs> you know what we said earlier about too many in-jokes and running jokes? <laughs> yeah, but they were just too many ends and runnings, I think, without the joke. Cool runnings. Oh. Great movie, great movie. Okay, so I think that's enough about the national game. Guy's dead. Shame. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. So, a- anything notable in the referee's performances this week? Ah, oh, we've no time. Come on, you, you, I'll give you one word to say about referees. But we'll promise not to swear. Just, just give me a, an initial letter then. C. Unce. Champs. I think you heard that. Champs. <laughs> they've, all, they've all been shocking. absolutely blinding this week, apparently. Uh, yes. Blinding or blind, depending on... Absolutely shocking. Shocking again. But anyway, one day, one podcast before the end of the season, you will get my rant. You know, back at the beginning of the season, we did say that referees are going to be assessed this year, given points on each. By me? By the KFA, I, I guess. And certain of them will be relegated come the end of the season. So Yeah, I wonder if that's going to happen. Or... I think it's something to do in the off-season, I guess. You can have a, a massive rant against referees. A whole podcast devoted to analysing each referee and all his decisions. and A whole podcast devoted to the men in black, yeah? Although I think in Korea they're in yellow. Every night out I go on in Korea seems to end up with me meeting Will Smith and seeing his memory-blanking device. <laughs> Also known as a green soju bottle. <laughs> oh, last night was terrible. Okay, so anyway, we'll go wrap things up, quickly go through a, a preview. I got it right this time, didn't take three takes uh, of the K League Challenge. No big games, all shite, uh, pointless, but anyway, let's go through it. Joking. Uh, gang one, Sue one, Paul? Uh, just to be, just to let the, the listeners know. <laughs> Quick preview! <laughs> the, these games are being pl- played midweek. But given the lack of anything else to talk about, we're probably not going to put it out as a separate red button. So, this, this, I'm assuming this, this will go out on Friday as normal. Yes. And at these previews will actually be, well, not reviews, but they'll they'll be for matches that have already been played by the time you listen to this. Yep. Or we could have just went straight to Saturday's games, I guess. I guess we should inform our esteemed listeners that there are okay. Wednesday games. So Wednesday games, you ready, Paul? Game one, Sue one. Away win. Away win. Chunju Gyeongnam. Uh, scoreless draw. Scoreless draw. Ilan uh, Goyang. We might be at, if you're there, guys, with the two foreigners at the back seat with the craft beer and the Swedish hot dog. And the dictaphone. The dictaphone and the Korean girl in between us. That doesn't really narrow it down any at all, does it really? Not with Ilan's crowd. Okay. Ilan Goyang. Goyang with the bogey team <laughs> or something. Uh, that should be a pretty should easy a home, win. home win. And the last game on Wednesday, uh, Daegu versus Ansan Police. Home win, surely. Home win, surely, yeah. And then there's one other game which is being held off for two weeks. Yep, which would be Anyang v Sangju. Which I guess we'll cover at that time. We'll cover that time, yeah. But it looks like the way... The last... The top five winning uh, last weekend, you've got to imagine that Again, uh, the top th- the top three that are playing, uh, Suwon, Eland, and Daegu, will probably all win. And if Eland okay, yeah. if Eland beat Koyang, that would set up a 44, 8, 11 point gap between Eland and Koyang. So 
that would basically end their season. End their season, you think so? If we fast forward to um, Saturday's games, which are Saturday and Sunday, we have uh, Goyang and Wednesday apparently. Why are Sangju not playing any? Why are all their games delayed? Uh, probably because even though they're both away games. No idea. Um, Odd. So on Saturday we have Goyang v Ansan Police. Probably a, a, a guess the police might bounce back and get an away win because Goyang are pretty poor. Given the fact they've been beaten by by um, Eland as well midweek. Uh, Gyeongnam v Anyang and we go with an Anyang victory uh, Ilan v Chunju that might be the bogey team I'm not really sure um, but I'm going to go with an Ilan home victory again yep probably uh, and then Butchon v Gangwon the match that we might be at might even podcast from if we don't podcast from Ilan on Wednesday and uh, Kuwait on Thursday <laughs> then we might podcast from, from Butchon on the Sunday um, we might do all three. We might do all three. Or we might do none. Uh, you have to tune in next week to find out if we did any. Uh, that one, I'm going to put my money on an Almir hat trick inspired home win for Buchan. Uh I'm going to disagree with you about that. Okay. He's going to score a hat trick of own goals in a Kang 1 3 0 win. Okay. Well, Which that could be. Probably more likely than what you said. <laughs> yes, probably, yeah. If, if that happens, that would put the, the, the egg amongst the plants. Uh, the spoon amongst the forks and would totally end John's playoff chances. None of those are expressions if you're listening for idioms on the English podcast. I'm sick as a parrot, Gov. I'm like, I'm off my head, Gov. It was a game of two halves. What was a game of two halves? The boys done good. The boys done good. It's a football city. Can we get Julio Giorgio on the podcast? <laughs> or, or whatever his equivalent is. Okay, guys, that pretty much wraps up everything uh, for tonight. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we didn't enjoy making it. And, um, yeah, uh, Paul, you have some outro music. I guess not based on the Challenge Games, but maybe based on Jamaica. No, I did, it my, I did it of my own accord. <laughs> Five times, one bad joke, one po- one podcast. Guys, it's a record. It's going to be our new running joke for the next month as well. <laughs> so Paul was going to play you out with some fantastic music. It's been a pleasure. Tune in next week and uh, see how many games we didn't attend.